Write me a prologue, and let the prologue seem to say we will do no harm with our swords, and that Pyramus is not killed indeed. And for the more better assurance, tell them that I, Pyramus, am not Pyramus, but Bottom the Weaver. William Shakespeare. Matt Colglazier works as an academic advisor in six departments at Indiana University. He was the 2008 Democratic nominee for state senate in Indiana's 44th district. He is also the founder of AmericanCraftSpirits.com, a website devoted to interviews and reviews focusing on the craft spirits movement in the United States. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Christopher Citro. Matt, what poems have you woven for us today? Ulytic. The name refers to stones, the shape of eggs. This quiet, half-abandoned town, removed some happy million years from when it formed, and was a wide and shallow sea of light, a picture of the breathing earth itself, now settled into graying cracks for ice, a winter's rain escaping from its edge. To even say its name is to demur, to watch the glimmer of a light go out, and in the evening perched atop its hill, think quiet, unassuming thoughts, and see the shadow of that other world crack and birth itself in nestled darkness there. Jewel. Her barn's gray light wore high the dusty air. A simple act to stand there in that light and breathe that air and wish for nothing else and nothing like the day we buried him. The wind was blowing warm, and through the slats it moved like breath across the living straw. I still think of that smell, how light and good it was. It was the weight a body is, as going down to earth, the oily wood shined up to glow in its last glance of light, glows dull and yet receives our human prayers. It was the chamber of his heart that day, blown fresh across the fraying bales, and I the breather of a breath no longer his. The Congressman A sharp compression of the world's woes, as seen against the backdrop of himself, self-conscious, or at least concerned, he strides and studies what to say from room to room, his shirt and tie and hair so neatly pressed, as if a sheen could overcome the flood of bitterness reserved, it seems, for him and him alone. But back beyond the stage, he stands beside his wife and smiles a bit, seeming briefly to admit the name he hears is not the gob of speech or suit he is, but rather in her look another thing, a symbol of his own impatient want, which surely those among the crowd can see and say as soon, November and its reckoning, decide or not by what they feel is right. They too want so much more than what can be, as votes are always cast despite the cost to lose what in the world's already lost. Myra, I watch the widow 
make a single egg, the sizzle muffled by the sound of rain, then wipe her hands into a thinning rag, these few small bites to keep her full all day. The Opponent, Pancake Breakfast The dawn sky spotted early like a bruise, where barely outlined clouds foretold of storms. But there we stood, astride two curving lines, each laughing, looking normal as we could. I guess with people, laughter's good, and works, to lay back some small comfort with a smile, to politic, as well to be polite. For each poor voter must endure the like, that twinning of desire as it seeks to unseat what the other is as well, to touch from hand to hand the fight and see the rolling of the eyes and pointed shrugs as slumping into breakfast we should know the better policy is let them eat. You've been listening to poems by Matt Colglazier on The Poet's Weave. I'm Christopher Citro.